This is President Jason Wright, and you're listening to Ramblin' About Washington. like to welcome to the rambling about washington podcast michael the disciple from the big blue all year podcast we're going into enemy territory with the thursday night game coming up how you doing today mike feeling uh a little uh cautious going into this matchup a little if you would ask me uh four days ago you might have a different answer but uh i you know it is what it is. Thursday night is a short turnaround, man. I, you never know what you're going to get on a Thursday night after a short week, and you never know what you're going to get in the divisional game. Oh, yeah. So. Both, both teams ate a good slice of humble pie on Sunday. The Giants got in y'all ass, and don't let the score fool you. The Chargers manhandled us for most of our game on Sunday. We had a chance to win late, and we had a stupid-ass turnover. We gave them the ball on the five-yard line with, like, eight minutes left, and then they finally scored another touchdown and took the lead, but... It was just overall disappointing. You know, the karma is still bad at FedEx Field. We lost another quarterback to injury. Fitzpatrick is pretty much done. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So when I I actually rewatched the uh, condensed game on that Game Pass shit, and I was like, the second that I said that's the hit where he got hurt 100%. This is any snap of the ball. Any player can go down, man. It sucks to see. Oh, yeah. I hate that shit. So how is Saquon right now? Because that's my biggest question going into Thursday. I feel like they kind of didn't I'm I don't think he's mentally there yet to where he's like I'm going to go out and just dust everybody. He still he still seems cautious. He still seems a little afraid that, you know, I'd be if, if I were him too, I'd be afraid to catch a ball and then like you look downfield all of a sudden there's a guy right at your freaking legs, man. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. You got to he's got to I don't know. I don't know if it's a mental block. I don't know if it's this, that they had a lot of Devonte Booker during that game uh, against Denver, a little more than I had liked to see, <laughs> but at the same time, uh, uh, when you're coming off of ACL, uh, you want to ease them in. And I think they want to go full systems go and then give them 10 days off for the matchup against the Falcons in week three. So we'll see what happens there, but I, I would expect a little bit more of uh, touches for Saquon. Oh, so so you do expect him to play and get some action tomorrow? I do. I'm not. I'm not sure how much, but I would hope that it's a le- at least a little bit more efficient. The run blocking for the Giants' offensive line was not there at all. I mean, he had what 26 yards, yeah, ironically. <laughs> yeah. Good, so no, they they couldn't get the run game going. They, the offense couldn't stay on the fields. It was a lot of the same shit that I've seen over the last four years, man. It's, you know, Giants Nation is getting impatient. The losing, it's it's a disease, man. Like, Oh, I, I trust you. I, I know. I know. Uh, no, yeah. If anybody knows, man, it's you. <laughs> this is going to be one of the more relatable Eyes on Your Rivals podcast because we're going through a very similar situation here. I mean. You guys leading rusher was Daniel Jones. You don't want to hear that when you guys took Saquon second in the draft. And speaking of that, I know it's revisionist history. 
Do you regret? Oh, oh, do you regret that? Because I, to me, running back should never go second in the draft. So I was, I was very much in the camp that we needed to get Eli's successor or Quentin Nelson, or right. if, or if one of those guys went first, you take Bradley Chubb, the the hands down best edge rusher in the class, because we haven't had that in a while either. There was there's holes all over the roster at this point, mm-hmm. and yeah, they took the running back. That's crazy. Which was, yeah, I mean, if and you know they could have traded down and probably got him too. If if somebody was really enamored with somebody else, like there was, you gotta remember Josh Rosen was a hot uh, commodity there. Josh Allen, Sam Darnold, maybe you, you uh, hoodwink the Jets into moving up another. You know what I mean? There there was a lot of options there. I don't regret. You know, I don't know. There's there's a certain camp within the Giants fandom that no matter what Barkley does, he'll always be a bad pick. Now, if he goes out and becomes the NFL MVP and, you know, God forbid, I say he's a Hall of Famer, they still won't believe that that was the right pick, which I get from positional value. You know what I mean? Like, you get a guy like, what, Alvin Kamara in the fourth round of the NFL draft, right? Oh, yeah. Guy's an absolute world beater. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's it's interesting debate, and it, it still comes up. Still oh, comes yeah. up very constantly uh, within the halls of uh, the Twitterverse of Giants. I would imagine so too, because I can compare it to this past year's draft. To me, it's fucking ridiculous to me that the the Falcons took a tight end with the fourth pick of the draft. Like to me, like I know Kyle Pitts is an alien and he looks otherworldly, but. If he doesn't get a gold jacket, what the fuck are we even doing here? Your quarterback is aging and on the downside of his career. Matt Ryan is not the same Matt Ryan he was four years ago. He's actually diminishing, you know. He's not Brady and Rodgers, so his longevity is not going to extend like theirs. You're staring a quarterback at the face or a king's ransom for a team like us who should have went up in the draft and – you take a tight end with the fourth pick of the draft and you trade the greatest receiver in the history of your franchise. I'm not sure why they did that, but we're not talking about the Falcons this week. We're talking about Washington and New York. So what do you think the overall reason you guys got dominated on Sunday? Uh, I would say it was the New York Giants defense inability to get off the field on third down and fourth down. Pat Shermer and Vic Fangio's game plan offensively was fucking surgical. I mean, the 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 players, Teddy Bridgewater looked fantastic. I, I don't think he's ever looked that good in his whole career. <laughs> in his life. And in his life. I, I mean, and, and the pass rush wasn't even that bad. The Giants did get penetration. They just could not, they failed to wrap on about two or three sacks that were huge differences in the game on third down. You uh allow the Denver Broncos to convert. 14 yards on fourth and two with two minutes left in the second quarter. The Giants don't even get the ball back till over. I think there's was about five minutes left in the third quarter because they got the ball back in the third and just imposed their will, went on a 10 minute drive and scored a touchdown. Like it, you're not winning games. If your offense is kept off the field for over an hour in real time, I believe the, the actual timestamp was. And when you did get the ball, you know, the Daniel Jones had a red zone fumble. I'm not even going to put that on him because guess what? He was trying to make something happen when absolutely nothing was going the Giants way. And guess what? He runs and he gets hit and he fumbles the ball. You know, I'm not even going to hate him for it. He didn't even have that bad of a game. He did. When you look at the statue. However, I went back and watched it. He did not have a bad game. (laughs) It was. 
you know, the run blocking just wasn't there and uh, they, they couldn't make play. I mean, even, you know, I don't know. You had Kenny Galladay make some good catches on third down, but you like to see that. I mean, the Giants probably get shut out without Sterling Shepard. God did it all for them. Oh, man, he honestly, was, he was balling. He was balling. He was definitely balling. And um, did y'all get any play from your tight ends? <laughs> uh, not these. I don't remember. I was a little drunk at the game. I got a. <laughs> I did go back and watch it. It was hard to friggin' watch, man. I didn't get through that much of it. I was. <laughs> you know, you know what, you know the results. Uh. <laughs> oh yeah, you're a season ticket holder, right? Yeah, I'm a season ticket I holder am. this year too. So I was definitely at Washington. I almost had a fucking heat stroke in the second quarter of the game. It was hot as shit. Yes, it gets <laughs> hot down there, man. Oh, like people yeah. like yo, Maryland's not that far down south, but like, nah, it gets way hotter than it does in Jersey. It gets hot as hell down here, but for us. The biggest thing was third down defense. I heard you. I seen you on Twitter talk about you guys as third down defense. Well, look, I would like to raise you one and tell you hold my beer. We gave up. <laughs> we this is what we gave up on third down to Herbert and the Charger. Fourteen of nineteen. Wow. Okay, that yeah, that's is worse than the Giants. Historically, it, it is historically bad, and they weren't like a bunch of third and shorts. They were all third and chunk, like. To seal the game with four minutes left, we would have had a chance down 20 to 16 to let Heineke get a chance to win the game. They had a third and 16. Third and 16 with four minutes left in the game. And we're in like the softest cover four defense. And our middle linebacker, John Bostic, who's fucking terrible, he decides to look into the flats instead of watch the sticks and lets Keenan Allen mm. get right into the seam and catch a first down pass, which seals the game. It was absolutely, yo, Herbert is fucking surgical. Like, yeah. Oh my God. He was the giants guy. If he came out of school, man, he definitely was. Thank the Lord, because that dude is it. Like, you know how some guys you're like, ah, it's too soon. Let's see a little. No, he's it. I seen it up close. I seen it from seven. Yeah. He's, he's pretty good. He's phenomenal because he didn't even have the, greatest game and threw for 340 i mean they only put up 20 because we have a bend not break defense our elite defense on paper like we let them walk up and down the field on us all day but as soon as they got in between the red zones we we were we managed to get a stop but really the score should have been like 34 to 10 like we we should have got our ass beat and i like to tell people don't get too excited about how close that score was because we were manhandled and our defensive line looked like shit like Chase Young and Montez Sweat wanted no smoke with Rashawn Slater. Like they they got bullied yeah. all day long. And Dude, Slater, Sl- Slater's a guy I wanted for the Giants, man. And then move Thomas to right tackle. Now we got fucking Nate Solder getting blown. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen any of the, any of those oh, game oh, clips, yeah. but Solder's yeah. Solder's of huge liability at right tackle. So that that matchup between usually Montez Sweat on that side versus whoever the Giants have at right tackle. Oh, is a, a big matchup this game. I mean, because y'all are going to get a very upset D-line because they got fucking bullied and got their lunch money taken versus the Chargers. So expect them Chargers to- also made a lot of investments on that line. Oh, they did. Between they did. Slater, they got, oh, yeah. they got some free agents. Yeah. Balaga. Like, yeah, they got, some, yep. they got some new pieces in there. And you guys' offensive line, that's your biggest issue at the moment, right? I would say... 
Well, now I think it's the defense. I don't know why, but honestly, I when I rewatched the game, the, the Giants' offensive line wasn't even really the problem when it came to pass block. And that was their big thing like in years past. Like, they can't pass block. Like, they have seconds to throw. You know, I'm seeing stats all over Twitter here that are, are putting the Giants' offensive line as a unit in, like, the top five, top ten of, <laughs> of pass blocking win rate. Win rate. I don't know. I don't know all these fucking stats. I just know what fucking I see. Great, right. Man. Fuck that shit. Yeah. I, <laughs> no. Yeah. Especially with the offensive line blocking. It's like, I'm not even sure, but all I know is the run blocking. They, there was zero holes anywhere against, you know, a pretty fucking stout Denver defense, but Washington's uh, front four and front seven is probably much better. Oh, yeah. At least on paper. I, on paper, and it's time for us to put up or shut up and actually show the league we're as elite as we'd like to be put on paper. But how was you guys' rookie class? Because I can tell you, the debut of all our rookies, it was bad. Like, they all looked like shit on Sunday. I don't know. Even Jamin Davis? Yeah, yeah Jamin Davis looked fucking lost. I like Jamin Davis. I think he's going to be good, but I think it's going to take more time. Because all right. The, it bothers me that... We can't even keep this guy on the field on third downs. Every third down, every time we went to a nickel package, we're putting John Bostic in and we're taking oh, Jamin out. That's concerning. Yeah, and that Jack concerning. Del Rio, I don't know. There might be a conditioning issue or the heat was whooping our ass or something because there were some irregular rotations happening in our game and he was getting a little too cute on Sunday. How'd y'all rookie class look on Sunday? Uh well, Kadarius Tony had like a jet sweep for like minus eight yards, a re- <laughs> reception <that. laughs> for minus two yards. So I, uh, you know, I'm not ready to write him off, but like the, I think they they need to get a better uh, offensive coordination going. Aziz Ojolari had a sack and quite a few pressures. He looked yep. pretty good. He was rotated in there, and he was. They said he sets the edge better than anybody else on the roster on that side. So like, that's a matchup I gotta like. And, uh, you know, if I'm not mistaken, Washington has, what, two rookie tackles now? Uh, we got one rookie tackle. Our right tackle, Sam Cosme, that's our second-round pick out of Texas. Okay. On the left side, we got right. Charles Leno, who's a vet. But okay. he, he he didn't look great on Sunday either. Like, that was no. kind of getting pushed, man. But you got the strong point of your line is obviously Scherf. <laughs> and then you got Flowers at guard. Who's yeah. way better at guard than he was at tackle for us? Oh my God. <laughs> I mean, you know, if anything, it'll be an Eric Flowers revenge game. <laughs> but you know, he'll have to go against Leonard Williams, oh, which will be that. which will be a test for him too. Hell yeah! But yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. And uh, who who do you, who did we even get in the third round last year? Now you know, I was just so draft, and now now it's like time, and like I <laughs> no, can't even is. remember off the top of my head. What, what that does show me though. Oh is no, uh, like there's a lot of injuries for the rookies too. Mm-hmm. Aaron Robinson, I think, is out. I think he was our third round guy. Gary Brightwell, I mean, he's like a special teamer running back, which I would have. You know who I really wanted in that spot? Jarrett Patterson, who you guys mm-hmm. snagged after the draft. My guy Patterson, man, yeah, he's been he's looked good so far. You need to get his hands right, but he's looked good so far. Yeah. So. Who needs to have a big game for you guys to win on Thursday? Uh, Andrew Thomas, Damn. who had a decent game against uh, whoever was Bradley Chubb's replacement. Oh, okay. No, no, Von Miller was going on the other side. <laughs> That's why. The, yeah. So, it, honestly, Andrew Thomas versus Chase Young is always going to be a friggin' great matchup. It's one of my favorite matchups in all football. Left tackle versus edge rusher, man. It doesn't get much better than that. So, you know, I, I do expect Thomas to have a pretty good showing, but 
you know, Chase Young is going to get double teamed. You know, he's a, but if you double team him, then it opens up somebody else. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's a pick your poison kind of, kind of game. Oh yeah. And I hate, but also, Oh yeah. Now go ahead. Oh no. I was also going to say, uh, Bradbury versus McLaurin. Mm. Huge, huge Bradbury matchup. And then on no, he didn't. And that's, nah. that's a huge problem because he was like a guy who I considered to be like our best player on defense. And he seemed to be in a uh, a little funk. Not great. There was a lot of blown coverages, and KJ Hamler should have had like a, a seventy yard ball. bomb dropped touchdown. It, yeah, it. I, I I was I was like, thank you for dropping that. But they, I, I, the game felt over way before that. Y'all was letting pedestrian ass Teddy Two Gloves look like prime Peyton Manning. I was so fucking confused. Like I've never seen him look so spry and mobile. Like he was in his fucking Dude, bag. I'm telling you, this this was a Pat Shermer revenge game. He circled this date on his calendar for eight months and said, I am going to win this game at all costs. And Vic Fangio's Denver Broncos had never won a game in September before Sunday. Man. Man, yeah. man, man. And for yeah, us, they, they chose a good a good game, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> See, for us, it's an easy answer, but I'm gonna I'm gonna double up. Like you said, you you made multiple points. One for for sure, it's Taylor Heineke. We need to know. Fans have been fucking clamoring and knocking the yes, fucking doors down for this guy since he showed us in the playoff game. I like him. He's electric. He brings the energy. People believe in him. He has a great story. He went to ODU. He's cool. He was in the XFL. You know, he has the cool. But people, they fail to realize that the dude was 29 and really hasn't been given a shot in the NFL, and he went undrafted. So that tells you a lot about the guy. This isn't some 24-year-old kid. But the little bit that we've seen of him, it's been exciting and electric and some of the best quarterbacking we've seen here thus far. So we turn a blind eye to the fact that his sample size is so small that we haven't got to see the bad in him yet. Also, he's not a great practice player. He's a gamer. He looks like shit in practice sometimes. But in games, mm-hmm. he's electric. He, he moves. He, he kind of has, a, like, mobility-wise, he, he's kind of like Daniel Jones. Yo, he is. I was going to say, his, his running is a huge, huge aspect to his game that Fitzpatrick just doesn't have. Yeah, so now the Giants defense has to prepare for that because when I saw him run against Tampa Bay, like he's pretty fucking fast. Like he's electric, man. <laughs> compared Dude, to a lot of like that's that's speed, man. So oh yeah, it just there's an issue is that he's not durable. In like six of the seven games he's played in in his career, he's got some type of injury or been put out the game. That and he's small as shit. Like I don't know what they have him listed as on the team site, but I've seen him up close and he looks tiny as shit. Like he looks like fucking Kyler Murray in person. <laughs> like, oh wow, he looks small as hell in person, and he doesn't have a strong arm, but he has enough touch to get it done. But I'm excited to see what he could do because. We're, we're at least going to know. If yeah. there's something there, we'll see it. If he struggles versus you guys on Thursday, we may have to give Cam a call. Like, we may have to. Oh, I mean, there's Giants fans clamoring for Cam right now, man. Like, everything is on the table for the Giants right now. Like, five to ten years of quarterback hell on the table. Like, everything is on the table right now. Like, we might, like, when I when they won – the the second Super Bowl and like they they weren't that good afterwards. I was like, what if like all this was just like two lucky years and we just suck for fifty? And that, now I'm thinking about it like shit. We're twenty percent of the way there because hey, it's I'll been ten years shit. of pretty much nothing. 
I'll, t- I'll take I'll take that shit for 07. I know, but you got to understand New York fans are so, oh, so are like, yeah, yeah. yeah, no, like they like <laughs> just because the Yankees had 27 championships, like they just expect to win like every year. It doesn't work like that, man. Like if it was so easy, everybody would do it every year. Oh, yeah. The Knicks would win. <laughs> now, honestly, the sad part is a lot of New York fans are now like totally written off the Giants, totally written off the baseball. Like get me to Knicks season, which is like. The Twilight Zone, like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Week one is, like, the most fun time of year because the overreactions are crazy. Like, I refused to do, like, a post-game pod on Sunday because I was so fucking upset leaving the stadium. I might have said a lot of stupid shit that I did not mean because I was just so... I sat in that fucking blistering heat all day long, and we looked like the same Washington team. Yeah, man. I've been there. I've been there. Trust me, uh... I think it was uh, 2019 or 2018. It was, uh, you know, it was 2018. It was, uh, we got shut out by Tennessee. I showed up. Nobody oh, even went in the game, really. It, <laughs> they got shut out, like, I think it was like 9 nothing or something, like, sad like that, 14 nothing. Derrick Henry just had his way with us. Mm-hmm. And it was cold. It was like 35 degrees and freezing rain, like the worst possible thing to sit in watching football. I'd rather it be like powdery snow than that shit. <laughs> you know, it, it, it was That's tough. Hilarious. Tough, but like I said, I've been there, man. It's it's not fun. You, you you spend all this money, you go out for a team that doesn't seem to care, man. It's it hurts. It's like how much will you let them hurt you before yeah. you do something about it? It's Hell it's yeah, it's like, a it's a bad relationship, man. Fandom fandom is like when you're a fan of certain teams, like fan of my team. It's like you're 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 staying with I'm a Met fan too so I can't really? relate. Okay. They're, they're, <laughs> you're you're staying with the spouse that abuses you because you see inklings of change and think that profound change is coming at some point. So anything they do to show you that they're moving into the right direction, you you fucking hold on to it. Like I say, it's like your crackhead cousin that you know he went to rehab for a couple. He went to rehab for a couple months. So you're like, he's gonna change, but no, he goes right back to the drugs. Like he's gonna go right back to them. But they're yeah, family, man. so you gotta ride with them and see them to the end of their flight. But it's week two, Thursday night football. Yeah. It's prime time, NFL Network. I uh, yeah, I just don't want to get embarrassed. Just make it a close game, man. Because like too many <laughs> times in the last few years, the Giants have just gotten absolutely blown out in the like fourth quarter is just straight garbage time. It's not good for football. It's not good for anybody. Like at least give us a close game, man. I don't care if we lose if it's if it's close and we're knocking on the door to end the game. Like that's why I didn't care that much about the losses last year because they were all pretty like. There was only like two blowouts out of ten, which is yeah, y'all like played pretty everyone fucking tough good. Last year. Yeah, y'all impressed me last year. I, I don't know, like like that. That's what's so frustrating about coming back and seeing this on Sunday. It's like we just like we, we thought we made all this progress, but in reality, like nothing, nothing. changed. Like it's just the same shit. So relatable. <laughs> yeah. So fucking relatable. Yeah, we're not I'm, we're not too much different, you and I. <laughs> hell yeah, I'm sitting here like. Washington and New York are going to be the teams to beat in the NFC East. And then fucking Philly yeah. lights the Falcons up in Atlanta and Dallas goes toe to toe with the fucking champions. And Dak looks like fucking MVP of the league. And well, you know, that was kind of predictable. I thought, yeah, I, I thought that, that I like, cause, too. but yeah, I was like, I need a Mark Cooper to have a good game. Cause like, I'm not one of these guys that's like, I'm, I, I take my fantasy and my fandom like very seriously. Like, there's Giants fans that won't draft a Cowboy or Eagle. Yeah, or, same. I don't do that. I I'm not money. like that. 
<laughs> I I got Terry, I got Gibson, I got I got guys that are players that are gonna try to win. You I know got what I'm Jack saying? and Cooper. I got exactly, Cooper. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care about that. Yeah, and I guess what? Know. I have no Giants because none of them offensively are helping any fantasy team right now, and that's just the facts. But you know, this isn't about a fantasy uh, yeah, matchup. Oh yeah. So it's week two, but is it too early to call this a must-win game? Because I feel like for us, it's definitely a must. No, win yeah, game. it's it's must-win both ways because you you dig yourself another zero and two hole. Like, and there's Giants fans that'll be like, "Yeah, well, we won a Super Bowl when we were zero and two. I was like, "Fuck that! That shit was so different, man. Like, it, it doesn't even compare. Like, zero and two. Like, I'm literally like tuning out. Like, there's gonna be games where I wake up and like, you know, I'll, I'll go to the tailgate. I'm be like, you know what? I'm not sure if I want to go in the game. Like, do I want to do that? Because, like, dude, there was a lot of Denver fans at that Sunday game, like, pissing me off. I don't want to drink and do some dumb shit. <laughs> oh, my God. Speaking of dumb shit. I got a had... hot Italian temper, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> we had some dumb shit happening at FedEx Field. One, did you see on Barstool that a pipe burst? A sewage yes. pipe burst? Oh, my God. I would have cried. I'm suing Dan Snyder for every penny you got, and that right. shit comes they on got, me. They got to get relocated. <laughs> they got to get relocated to, like, the owner's suite. And I guess they Damn, figured, they worked out something for them. But also there were our fans fighting our fans at the game. <laughs> like, yeah, dude. I mean, dude, that's going to happen, man. I mean, listen, a lot of these guys, like there's those eight games a year, sometimes nine now, I guess. But there's those eight games a year where you get away from the family, you do all this other shit. And, uh, you know, rationality leaves, alcohol enters, and uh, <laughs> things are said and things are done, regrettable things. I don't hold it against anybody. Like, it's never happened to me. I really try to, like, know my limit and not pass it and not do some dumb shit. I was about to fight this Bronco fan, but, you know, I was like, you know, my my girl was with me, and she was like, you know what? No, 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 don't do this. Don't do this. I know. I'm I'm not even a confrontational person either, and that's what football does to a, a rational man. Oh yeah, it does it to Bad it. football, that is. That shit, football is fucking life. And I pay too much for fucking season tickets to let someone try to fight me at the stadium. Like, I, yeah, I'll, I'll no, fucking sing yeah. like I'm on first 48. Attend it. Attend it. <laughs> my section. Get him out my section. I'm not sure if he's a gold member, but me and him are not the same. Please get him out my section right now. <laughs> as soon as someone tries real. to do that. But yeah, let's get to it, though. Let's get some score predictions and player of the game predictions for this Thursday night matchup coming up tomorrow. What you got? <sighs> like, I want to say the Giants score 20, but I'm really not even confident we're getting 20 <laughs> points, man. It's like, if the Giants do win, it'll be like 17-14. Okay. And that's what I would say just because, uh, you know, Washington offense wasn't too great either, but Heineke – He'll he'll throw risky passes too, and I think, think you're gonna open up some doors for turnovers. Oh, for sure, he throws ducks. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, no. He like I think it was like uh, one of those uh, analytics-driven Twitter pages. I forget. It said Taylor Heineke threw almost thirty percent of the balls with a defender less than a yard away as a dangerous. Yeah, he be letting that throw. Shit yeah, so you guys, but like, like I said, if Giants win, I, I think it's gonna be 17 14. If Washington wins, it's probably like 24 to 10. Okay, yeah, that's a, that's near where I'm going. I think, I think it's gonna be, I think we're gonna win 23 to 13, and it's gonna be an ugly fucking game. Like the 23 isn't gonna be some dominant looking 23. I'm talking, it's gonna like, be a lot of field goals, <laughs> like, late, like late third quarter. I'm talking the score is gonna be like 16 to 13, and 
we're going to get a turnover. We're going to get cause a Daniel Jones fumble and get the ball on the 10 and run it in with Gibson. I think Heineke, Heineke is to get a, yeah. get a touchdown or two. And I don't know. I don't know. I don't see much touchdown. Two touchdowns, three field goals. Yeah. That's how I see the, the, us getting to 23. 23-13 Washington. And even though we win the game, there are still a lot of questions. And then the, the conversation of should they think about going to Cam is not going to die because Heineke is going to look good enough to win the game, but he's not going to look comfortable enough for you to say, this is the guy we're going to roll forward. He has a chance to be our future because I'm not sure we have that. I pray to God that – we just get blessed with some Tony Romo, poor man's Kurt Warner type of situation where the guy Dude, bagging groceries. You never have, know, man. Have, yeah. You never know. I'm praying on it, but I, I just don't like the odds of an injury plagued, undersized, not strong arm quarterback taking that over. But I love the guy's story. I love his moxie and personality and the team rallies behind him. So I'm hoping that that shit happens. Yeah, I mean. Listen, like, obviously, the history looks good for the Giants, but, like, history can – I mean, you know, hmm. the record is good, but there's a lot, a lot of records that are about to be broken here, possibly. Like, you know, obviously, I'd love Daniel Jones to go 5-0 and against you guys. The history is good. The numbers <laughs> are good for us. But at the same time, you're talking like he threw a lot of touchdowns against the 2019 Chase Youngless and much different Washington defense Chase when Young they Bowl. were pretty much dead in the water. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he, he really racked up some stats against some bad teams. So that's what that's like what's got me doubting Daniel. Like, you know, I said this on the Eagles podcast when we were on there. I was like, I don't know if he'll ever be like a, a real top quarterback. Just I need like top 12, man. Like if you get picked in the six overall in the draft, like you, you got to be at top least 12, top yeah. half the league. Facts. Half of the league. Like give me half the league. And like, I don't. I just don't know where we're at right now. I don't know how much Garrett is holding this back. You're, you know, you're talking about Daniel Jones, one of the statistically most efficient deep ball throwers in the league, only getting two shots, and one of them's on a free play on Sunday. Because y'all ain't got the time it's to madness. do that shit. <laughs> it's madness. But really the, the thing is, he actually had some time, but the routes just uh, it, it just Man. didn't seem there. I, I don't know what it is. There's some kind of plague offensively diseasing this team. I'm not sure what it is. I hope it can get fixed. And You know, both teams just have such a great opportunity to rewrite the whole script of the season thus far. You know what I mean? Like, this is such – you don't get this. Like, four days after, usually, you have to wait till next Sunday. Mm. And now we're going on national TV and a divisional. You know, it's an away game for us, which is another demerit. Yeah, man. I was thinking of going. I don't think I don't know. If I was going just gonna ask you. I was just gonna ask you. Come on, come on down the highway, man. Come on down the turnpike. Come on down the highway. FedEx Field. We'll, we'll welcome you with open arms. Pull up on the red zone lot because we're gonna be tailgating off the early out there, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. I get out of work at three thirty. I, I don't know. I feel like I can only get there like right as the game starts. Yeah, probably, yeah so it's not even just worth watch, it. Just watch you that know? shit at home. Just watch that shit. At I, home. I don't even want to be there. Like you know what I mean? Like I was at. I was in Dallas. I was in Dallas when Tony Romo led that comeback with oh Jason God. Witten scoring in the last second. Oh, my God. And honestly, that's just fucking sickening. I got chirped by fucking Miles Austin jersey wearing denim jorts, man. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, not fun. But I, I've, I've been to Dallas three times and they won once. How's that which stadium? Is, 
beautiful. I, I can't recommend it enough. Oh, Definitely man. go. The de- the Texas Cowboy fans are great. The uh, Jersey Cowboy fans are assholes, predictably. Oh, the rest of the country Cowboy fans are assholes, especially the ones. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, that's the th- see. That's the risk of of what the Giants are losing by being this bad. They lost an entire generation of fan base to the Cowboys, the Steelers, the Raiders, the Dolphins because they sucked so bad in the seventies. I would really hate to see that again. I'm sick of the losing. And I'm really hoping they rewrite the script, but I just can't be confident that they're going to do it this Thursday. Okay. We're going to see. We're going to see. I'm excited. We are, are going to see, man. I look forward to a great game and uh, some tweets and DMs between us. Hell yeah, for sure. We're definitely going we're definitely gonna get that kicked off. And I'm definitely going to have you come on a couple of times. We'll probably have like a little quarterly thing. We got to get the All About the Birds nah, guys Absolutely. In. Have like a full NFC East roundtable thing going. I got one off-topic question, and then you can go for the day, man. All right. What is it? We got a new name coming in 2022 for someone who does not care mm-hmm. and someone who has no dog in this fight. What should our new name be? Uh, What's the list of the eight finalists? You got All right. it. Okay. All listen, right. I'm going to tell you though, the name Washington football team has kind of grown on me. Really? I got to say, I Everybody hated it when I first heard it. I can't stand it. <laughs> okay. So that, well, you're a real fan. So like, yeah. you know what I mean? It, so it's obviously different. I don't care. Obviously, like the one thing that all the other fans are like, haha, no name team, haha. Yeah. It's like, different. It's unique. I don't know. It really is. And they've almost created this whole brand and identity behind it. Like, I kind of like it. And obviously, the, the Washington, the team in Washington now is probably uh, the one that I hate the least out of the, the, four, the three others. Mm-hmm. So, like, I, I was saying, like, uh, you know, if the Giants can't win, I pray to God it's Washington, <laughs> not anybody else. I know the fan so. the fan favorite is some type of wolf, either wolves, red wolves, wolf pack, or something like that. Shit, we could do it like you guys do it if they want to keep football. To, like Washington football wolves. You know how y'all are the New York football giants? Like? Well, that, that goes back to the 1920s when the New York baseball giants were also in town. I think that's, mm-hmm. why, that's why their name is literally that incorporated. Hell yeah. And, but yeah, before they moved in 1957, that's a still a sore subject. We don't talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> now, but, honestly, but I would, I do like Red Wolves. I like Sentinels. I've heard that one. Yeah, that's not gonna happen. But I, I feel like they might want to move away from anything having to do with politics or military or anything like that. I do, you know. I hope so because the, the, like, I think the name Commanders has picked up a lot of steam. But I'm, until I see something different, I'm going to. The name is going to be either something DC centric or they're going to go with the fans and make it some type of wolf because Dan Snyder likes money. I can imagine the marketability for younger fans, for kids, for women with wolves. You can make a lot of money off that. We're going to howl like idiots in the stadium. We come up with some cool <laughs> traditions, the uniform. You know what? Crazy. See, that's cool, though, because the Giants don't really have anything like that. It's just let's go Giants chant. Giants don't have cheerleaders. None of this like uh, rah-rah shit. They have got a drum line. That's about it. Like my buddy went to Minnesota to see the Giants play and they had that whole skull chant. They're like, mm-hmm. this is the coolest shit in the world. I wish we had something like that. So like, you know, if you guys find that identity, you find that, uh, uh, you know, the chant or whatever culture you guys get, like, oh, yeah. or more power if, to you, man. Or if they just try to pander to the history of the franchise, it could be something like Alabama's name and go with Washington, Burgundy, and Gold. But that's a fucking mouthful. I, I would not nah, like that. No, yeah, no, nah, you can't that's do that. too much, but 
We're going to see. We're going to see. And we're definitely going to see how this game goes Thursday. Go ahead and plug your social medias and your podcast, and I'm going to let you be on your way. Yeah, man. It's uh, at Big Blue all year on Twitter. And uh, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, anywhere you get your podcast, man. You know, looking forward to a good, clean game. Hopefully go. nobody gets injured. Look That's all you got to hope for on a show a week, yeah. man. God bless. Oh, yeah, man. Until next time, hail to the nameless football team. Deuces. Peace. And that's going to conclude another episode of the Rambling About Washington podcast. Please make sure you check me out on all streaming platforms, whether that's Apple, Spotify, Google, Pocket Cast, Breaker, wherever you can find podcasts, check out Rambling About Washington with Rio. And make sure you hit the subscribe button, like button, and comment. Let's start some discussion on my videos on YouTube at the Rambling with Rio Robinson YouTube channel. And be sure to follow me on all social media platforms as well at Rio underscore Robinson 91 and at Raw Podcast W Rio. One more time. That's Raw Podcast W Rio and Rio Robinson on Facebook. Until next time, hail to the nameless football team. Deuces.